I want to thank you for popping into Diving Into Deep Waters. I'm your host, Erin Rowling, and I'm honored to dive in with you today. The water might be a little shocking at first, but hopefully you will feel refreshed and strengthened as you and I dive deep. Welcome. I realize I probably say popped in because I think I've been listening to way too many um, shows. Well, not listening, but watching Netflix shows that are British. Like secretly, I really would like a British accent. I just think it sounds amazing. (laughs) I'm like my husband trying to do an accent that I cannot do. But anyways, um, so here we are another day. It's hot out but that's good. I'll take it over cold any day. Um, So I have to share something with you uh, that Kara, one of my producers, she does all the Instagram stuff for uh, diving into deep waters. Um, She shared it on her Instagram story, which by the way, um, go follow her at Kara Hazard. Um, (laughs) She has a lot of great insight. She, She writes really well. Um, so she always has good insight. And, um, if you just want to see a beautiful Instagram, go check out her Instagram. She, uh, does great with her photos and they're really cool photos. So just go check her out. Uh, go see what she's got over there. Um, but anyway, so she had posted this thing on the five love languages, which I've basically, uh, I've used that many times. Uh, in my other podcasts. And so instead of the five love languages, this was, I believe, posted by Christine Kane. It's called the five coffee love languages. Now that's my language, people. (laughs) So if maybe uh, you haven't thought of the love languages before and you can relate to coffee, here's a good way to uh, relate to it. So instead of affirmation as a love language, uh, it's your coffee is delicious. Uh, Acts of service, I made you coffee. Receiving gifts, here's your coffee. Quality time, let's go get coffee. And physical touch, this one cracks me up. Let me hold you like a coffee. (laughs) Uh, Mine would be, um, I made you coffee which is acts of service, um, because I, I love someone making me coffee. Um, years ago, a friend of ours, we went over to their home for coffee, uh, and she said, you know, um, that the man is supposed to make the coffee, and he was like, okay, and she's like, it's biblical, it's Hebrews, I know you guys are like, that's cheesy. But anyways, you know what it did for my husband? He started making the coffee like every day. It was fantastic. So he's he's kind of the coffee maker in our house. And what's really great too is my soon-to-be son-in-law, when he comes and visits, um, he even brings his own coffee beans. He has a certain coffee he really likes. Um, he's listening right now going, it's maple walnut. I think that's what it is. <laughs> anyways, um, it's very good. But he brings it in the bean form, and so every morning he actually grinds it and then makes the coffee. So it's bonus. This is why I said, yes, you could marry my daughter because of the coffee. (laughs) Anyways, I just thought that was kind of funny, so I wanted to share it with you guys. Um, So uh, to get on topic today, um, so my dad from New York, Kirk Gilchrist, who's like a father to me, Uh, When he comes, he's a pastor up in New York. 
he always asks our congregation a question before he preaches. Like, I literally think he's done this like every time he's come. And the question is this. He will ask us, are you sitting on the edge of your seat? Now, why does he ask that? Because he he understands that us positioning ourselves is going to help us receive the most of what he's about to preach. Like us, and he's even had us physically do it, which it kind of wakes you up a little bit. <laughs> you're in church and you're a little tired. You know, like to position yourself, to actually position yourself in your seat on the edge of it. And automatically you feel like, okay, I'm, I am ready. Like I am positioning myself to receive whatever the Lord's laid on his heart to share with us. And I think if most people are honest um, and myself as well, at times we come to church and we're not sitting on the edge of our seat. And so if that's you, if you're like, oh, sometimes I feel like that, I felt the same way too. So you're in good company. But that question of like, are you sitting on the edge of your seat? Like, are you positioning yourself ready to receive has been like in my thoughts a lot lately and has brought up the question of, for me personally, am I positioning myself to receive from God? So... Because I think at the core of every Christian, um, we want to receive, right? Like we do. We want to receive. I mean, we wouldn't be a Christian if we didn't want to receive from God. But we have to do more than want. Like we can want it all day long, but that doesn't mean that we are going to receive anything just because we want it. Um when I work out one of my trainers, she has a lot of good one-liners, but uh, she has this saying, and she says it, she says it a couple of times in the different workouts I do. She's like, you can't just want it. <laughs> you have to work for it, which is such a true statement, right? You, you don't just hope that you get into shape. You're not just like, oh, I I want to be more fit or be more healthy. Like, oh, I just desire to eat healthier. No, it requires a lot of work. She also says, choose your heart. I mean, it's life is hard. What kind of heart do you want? Do you want to just sit there and be like, okay, I'm just going to stand healthy? Or am I going to choose to be healthy? Like that's a whole nother podcast that we'll do eventually is taking care of ourselves. Some of you are like, I'm not listening to that one, but (laughs) I'll give you a heads up. You can skip it. No, you have to listen. Um, But we have to position our mind and our lifestyle to achieve like a physical um, health, right? But most of us don't. And when it comes to our relationship with God, um, I mean, think about when you were first a Christian. A lot of people, like my husband got saved at uh, 18. I got saved when I was three. So the transformation for a three-year-old is not quite that big of a transformation. But a lot of people get saved when they're older or, you know, have gone through some stuff. And like they, they're, when that moment came, it's like solidified, like they can tell you where they were, what smell they smell. Like it's just such a big part of their experience. And when you, uh, so many of us, when we first got saved, it was, 
we were sitting on the edges of our seats. We were excited about this hope that we had found and this new life and that God loved us. And, and we, we couldn't learn enough, right? Like you couldn't even like, it was like if church was open Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you were there because you just wanted to glean as much of God as you could, or you were listening to tapes or CDs or whatever generation you got saved. <laughs> um, you know, messages online. It was just like, you couldn't get enough of it. But then somewhere along the way, the excitement and the passion, it started to recline a little bit. It's like you got kind of comfortable and you, I mean, think of yourself sitting like in a recliner, like you laid back and you're like, yeah, I love God. And yes, my salvation's great. And then some people take it a step further and they fall asleep. They fall asleep in, in their Christianity and their walk with God because it's like, I'm saved. I'm going to heaven, you know, like, okay. And um, that's not positioning yourself. That's not sitting on the edge of your seat, ready for something. Um, five weeks ago, <laughs> I started training for a half marathon. I'm beginning to ask myself why. <laughs> um, it's, it's been on my bucket list for a long time. Just, um, I'm not a runner. Like, I will not have, like, this amazing time. I'm not running it to go get this, like... Um, my brother Joseph, he ran it and like he beat his time. Like that's not going to happen with me. Um, but just for, I don't know, maybe just to say that I ran a half marathon. I don't know. I also felt um, part of the reason why I'm doing it is I felt challenged by the Lord. Have you ever been challenged by God? Ugh. <laughs> I know it sounds so exciting. And um, I'm the kind of person, if you challenge me, I'm going to take it <laughs> for sure. Just ask my friends when we were 10 and they ate hot tamales, like a whole jar of them because I was challenged by a boy and I was like, girls can do it better. Um, but yeah, I just felt challenged from the Lord that there were some things that I was going to learn in the process of challenging my body, cha challenging my mind just challenging everything about myself um, by pushing myself in that that way, which is different than the way that I currently work out. Like I love weights. I love big weights. I love that kind of stuff. But running, not so much. But um, so anyways, on my runs, like music is life. Like I, I don't know if I could run without music. It is. And for me, I like to listen to Christian music which I tried a new playlist today and I'm, so I'm like running along and it was like a rap song. So, you know, there's like Christian rap. So after a few seconds in, I was like, um, yeah, this is not Christian. <laughs> the words they were using, not so much. So that was fun. But anyways, I've been like looking for playlists for running and stuff. And I've, uh, one of the songs that it's been like in every playlist that I think I've chosen that like other people have put together um, is a song from Third Day called uh, Soul on Fire. And some of the lyrics are, um, God, I'm running for your heart. I'm running for your heart till I am a soul on fire. 
Lord, I'm longing for your ways. I'm waiting for the day for when I am a soul on fire. And this song, I don't know why, but it has got, literally gotten me like every time it's come on. Like I feel like at some points I'm just running and my arms are stretched out. I'm like, I'm running after you. I can do this. <laughs> you know, I want to be a soul on fire. And it's just challenging me and challenge me to look at how am I positioning myself and how am I positioning myself in my desire to run after God? So my question to you is this, what is your position? Where, where are you? Are you running after his heart so that you will be on fire for him? Or, there's always an or, have you allowed yourself to sit back and get comfortable in your recliner and maybe you've even fallen asleep? You'll be like, why well, haven't fallen asleep? And maybe you have. You know, my husband did a visual in church recently that I thought was excellent. I don't know if you're a visual learner. Maybe you're not. For me personally, if I see something visually, I do a lot better. Like I'm a hands-on learner. Um, but he did this visual and he had two solo cups. And one was upside down and one was the normal way. So like the cup was open one was like turned upside down and then he was going to do the cup song which that would have been interesting and we would have totally had to record it and put it up for people to see hey the church could have gotten famous from that people <laughs> we missed an opportunity no I'm just kidding but he asked a question um with these two solo cups and he he said how are you positioning yourself to receive from God and if you're a visual person go grab two cups and stick one upside down and stick one upside so that you can see it. Because for me, it just like hit home. And so if, if one is upside down, right, that one cannot receive anything from God. But the other one is open and ready to receive. I mean, that's the difference between the two cups, right? So how we position ourselves is up to who? It's up to us. God doesn't position us. I mean, yes, but that's not a podcast, like different topic. But it really is when it comes to receiving from God, it's really up to us of how we're going to position ourselves. Are we positioning ourselves upside down or are we positioning ourselves right side up? I thought of the story of Zacchaeus and I've been thinking of this and then like one of my devotionals had Zacchaeus in it I was like all right I'm gonna pay attention to this and I'm sure as soon as you heard me say the word Zacchaeus you started to say the, sing the song Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he he climbed no I won't sing the whole song but classic Christian song right and then that's a total classic when I was a kindergarten teacher in a Christian school, this is probably the most requested song along with Father Abraham, which now if I did Father Abraham, I'd probably get dizzy and nauseous from twirling around. Um, if you're a younger person, that's what you have to look forward to. Like I can't even swing on a swing, people, because it like, makes me nauseous. It's ridiculous. But anyways, get back to this. So um, if, you're, if you don't know the account of Zacchaeus's, it's in Luke 19. 
um, right at the beginning of the chapter, chap uh, verse 1. And so basically, let's just kind of check it out. So it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And he wanted to see who Jesus was. But being a short man, he could not. And because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. So I just want to do a few takeaways about this story. And the first takeaway that I want to take away from this is Jesus is coming. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the movie Elf. I don't know if you've ever watched Elf. It's like my favorite movie. Probably of all movies, Elf is my favorite movie. And so Elf in the movie is like, Santa is coming. Santa is coming. I mean, that's, I mean, can you imagine living in the days of Jesus and you hear that Jesus is coming? Like, it blows my mind. Like, how amazing would that be? I mean, like, what could be a better day than that? And here we have Zacchaeus, who wasn't even a, a believer. He was actually like a swindler, like the swindler of swindlers. He was a tax collector. That's what they were. And he hears that Jesus is coming. And he wants to, if nothing else, it, it doesn't say like he wanted to meet him. It just says he wanted to see him. It, it doesn't say like he was expecting that Jesus was going to stop and say, and know his name, people, <laughs> and know his name to someone who doesn't know Jesus as their Savior and he knows his name. And not only does he call him by name, he says, hey, I'm coming to your house today. Of all the houses that Jesus could have picked, he picks Zacchaeus. That's like way more than Zacchaeus ever expected. All he wanted to do was just get a glimpse of Jesus, just see him. But we have a problem. He's short. I'm sure, I wonder if Zacchaeus is like, okay, God, can we just talk about what you put in the Bible? Did you have to say I was short? <laughs> Did you have to say that? Could you just said, he just wanted to see Jesus. And there was a crowd, but you had to say, Jesus, I was short. Well, I think it's impertinent. It's important because here's an obstacle, right? So he has a strike against him. He's short. He has a roadblock because of his height. He's never going to see Jesus because there's a huge crowd and he's short and he's not going to be able to see above the rest of them. I want to pause here for a second because... Many of us have obstacles that keep us from positioning ourselves from receiving from God. We have excuses, right? Come on. You, you know that you have them. I know for me, I, I've had plenty of excuses. Most of the time that I look back in my life where I just was a mom of four little kids and I was trying to survive and 
I was exhausted and I was tired and I was overwhelmed and mentally I felt like my brain was mush because never, I couldn't, just being with kids all day will do that to you. And I set myself up to receive by chance. I mean, a lot of my life, not a lot, well, maybe a lot, if I'm being honest, I set myself up to receive by chance, not by positioning myself, because honestly, it was too hard. There were too many obstacles. It was things I would have to overcome in order to position myself to have that cup upright for God to just pour himself into me. I received droplets. I mean, I, I think I received, definitely received from him. But I wonder, like, instead of just droplets, I probably could have received an outpouring. <laughs> And I believe God wanted me to receive an outpouring, not just droplets. I don't think God was satisfied with just giving me sprinkles. <laughs> but I believe he wanted to just outpour himself. But I had excuses. I had obstacles. I had things in my way. that, And things that I used to not get myself in that position. There will always be obstacles. I don't care how long you've served God I believe that this season of my life, I have never felt closer to God or more like in tune with him. And I'm not saying I've arrived, but it's, I feel like so much closer to him than I ever have. Why am I getting emotional? Because it's God. <laughs> but um, I'm, I still have obstacles. I still have things that get in my way from me positioning myself. And when we see those obstacles, we can either say, oh, well, maybe maybe next time. Or when things are less busy and less crazy in my life or I'm not too tired, you know, to, to position myself. Or we can be like Zacchaeus and see the obstacle, which was the crowd and his shortness. And what does he do? So he, okay, that's identified. The obstacles are he's short, there's a crowd. So what does he do? Does he give up? No. He runs ahead and positions himself to be ready for when Jesus comes. All on a hope that he will see him. All on a hope. And what happens? Jesus sees him, calls him by name. Like, that's just kind of hitting me as I'm, like, talking about this. Calls him by name. He His mind must have been blown. Like, all I wanted to do was see him. And the man calls my name. The Messiah. They say he's the Messiah. He calls my name. And he, not only does he call my name, he tells me to get down. And he tells, and he comes to my home. I bet you Zacchaeus was on a high for a very long time because Zacchaeus didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve for God to stop and call his name. He wasn't a Christian. He wasn't, he was a swindler. He was pretty scummy <laughs> guy. And yet God, he, I believe God rewarded him because he positioned himself 
And you know what's amazing is that it goes on to talk about how when he, Jesus comes back to Zacchaeus' house, he receives the gospel. He, he invites Jesus into his life. Like, not only does he get to be with Jesus, but he now has received eternal life. Friends, what does God have for you? What does he want to impart to you? You'll never, ever, 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 ever know unless you're willing to push through and position yourself. Recently, on one of my runs, it was super hot. Like, it's been so hot. Recently, a guy asked me, he said, so um, are you training for something? Because I've seen you running and nobody would run in this heat. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, it's, yes, I'm training. So he's like, okay, I figured because why else would you do that? And it was, I mean, like, basically I was sweaty just like stepping out of my house. The humidity was like 97%, 98%, something like that. And in a few minutes I was like dying. I was just like, oh my gosh. But it had rained the night before and some of the trees had some rain on them. And as I was running in the distance, I could see like the wind, there was a little bit of wind and it would move the trees and the trees were releasing these like drops of rain. You know how like trees do that when they have rain on them. And I wanted some of those raindrops. (laughs) It looked so refreshing. It was like the sun was glistening on the raindrops and it just looked like, oh, I was thirsty. I was hot. I was sticky and it just looked amazing, but I didn't get any because I wasn't in the right spot at the right time. I had not gotten there in time to receive it. And I thought about that actually my whole run, just like, oh, you know how refreshing that would have been? Do you know how good that would have been? And I missed it. And on my, my way home, like now I'm like fully drenched in sweat. I'm like huffing and puffing and just like, okay, this is the last five minutes. I can make this like, you can do it. <laughs> and then I think again, I think again as I'm running. And all of a sudden, I see some trees right in front of me. The wind starts to move. And I'm like, if I get there, I can get there. I can do it because I'm going to receive some of those droplets. And I picked up my pace a little bit and I got myself under those trees. And the droplets came down. And I mean, it wasn't like a shower, but it was just so amazing. And position was everything. I could never have received that if I had not positioned myself to get to that spot and receive that little shower. It's the same thing with God. Positioning is everything. Don't be like the church in Revelation 3. The church of Sardis, they are told that they are asleep and that they need to wake up. And if they don't wake up, he will come and they won't know it. For me, when I think of God, a lot of times when I'm challenged with something like this, (laughs) positioning or just anything that I've talked about in my last podcast, it, a lot of it comes down to, for me, 
is standing before God. Like, I desire that day. I look forward to that day. But a lot of when I'm being challenged, I think, okay, so when I stand before God, I have to give an account for my life, right? You will too. You were in the same boat. We all will. And my worst fear would be to hear that I missed out on something. Like that literally like makes me sick to think that I would stand before him and he would look at me and just be like, read off the ways that I missed it. And not because I missed it because he didn't want to give it to me, but because I didn't position myself. I was the cup overturned. I wasn't the cup upright, ready to receive. So he couldn't give me everything that he wanted to give me because I didn't position myself to receive it. If you've been, maybe as I talked about, you know, sitting in the chair, maybe you are the person that you're ready. You have positioned yourself and you are ready. If you're that person, I'm going to encourage you to help other people get into that upright position. Like, kind of like I'm a plane, (laughs) you know, like the upright, sit in the upright position, like sitting up, ready, like encourage other people. If, If you have that, if you are positioning in your, and you're like, yeah, my cup is up and I am ready to receive, then encourage someone else that you see is not positioning themselves because they probably need a little kick in the pants or a little bit of encouragement, a little hard love, you know, like, hey, come on, let's sit up together. Let's, let's receive together. Um, or maybe you're just like sitting back and you're just, maybe you're just tired. I mean, I can relate to that being tired. But guess what? One day we're going to live forever and we're not going to be tired and we have to give an account for it. And I love how Zacchaeus received something so precious. He received eternal life because he positioned himself in the right spot. You will never, I this is like money back guarantee. You will never position yourself and then God's like, oh, you know, just, just, just stay like that. No, God will always have something for you. I mean, how, I believe that's the desire of his heart. It's kind of, I mean, reminds me a little bit of like when my kids, when they're thankful for something, it just makes me want to give them more. When they're ungrateful, I'm like, mm, I don't want to give you nothing. <laughs> I hope God's not like that. But when you're positioned in the right spot, I mean, I've, I've only heard the story of Zacchaeus in the way of like, um, in a different, not, not ever in this way have I heard it about positioning yourself. And when the Lord just kind of, I'm sure there's a sermon on it somewhere. I'm not the first one to come up with it, but when it just kind of hit me, I was just like, he positioned himself and he received something great. And I believe that you want to receive something great because I know I want to receive something great. And if you identify with the person who is asleep, wake up. (laughs) Like 
if your friend is asleep, pour some, my mom used to pour water on us, like ice water when we wouldn't wake up in the morning. <laughs> Do it to your friend. Be like, hey, wake up. No, come on. You need to position yourself because there's something to receive. If you've allowed excuses, it's never late. It's never too late. That is a beautiful thing about God. It's never too late. We think we're we think we are discounted the minute you know we've messed up, but God is not like that. He does not discount us. He's like, come on, let's go. Friends, position yourself so that you're ready. You're ready for when Jesus passes by, because he's gonna pass by. And be ready. So when he passes by, he looks, he stops. And he looks up at you. He calls you by name. And he says, come on, I got something for you. Let me share with you what's on my heart and what I want to give to you. So that we never will stand before him and him tell us that we missed an opportunity. And don't discount yourself if you feel like you've missed opportunities. Because if you're screwed, we're all screwed. Right? Because <laughs> we've all been there. We've all missed opportunities. But we can change that. Moving forward, let's position ourselves. Ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do to position myself? Maybe for you, it's like you haven't dusted off that Bible. We've talked about this a lot. People dust off that Bible. Get in your word. Maybe you've disconnected yourself from the church or from godly friends or, you know, lots of other things that you could not be helping you position yourself in the right spot. Get rid of distractions, get rid of excuses, and just position yourself to receive from God because he has something great for you. I love you. Let's position ourselves together.